action post-game breakdown and Gord Stellick alongside me walking you through what was unfortunately a Leafs loss at home to the Canucks. Uh, Gordo, obviously plenty to take out of this game, but before we get too deep into it, you know, I know it's not the game he wanted it to happen on, but I want to congratulate Wayne Simmons, game 1000 in the NHL. That's a special mark for anybody, and I'm sure it's a little extra special that he got to do it at home in Toronto. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because same with Rick Nash uh, getting his jersey raised in Columbus tonight about great players and, you know, getting their just to Wayne Simmons. Like you remember, Brent, that the stat came out that he was number two in power play goals after Ovechkin since a certain era that that's what he did. That's what he did for the Philadelphia Flyers. He wasn't just a physical presence and he, he struggled after injuries. He played through injuries, could not find his way in New Jersey in Nashville, in Buffalo. So it's great to see coming back home and finding a good niche with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are hard games, Brent. Those are hard games. This guy has given his all every game he's played. So unfortunately, it'll be a negative to score at the end, but a very positive about Wayne Simmons. Yeah, it was uh, not not the only uh, Toronto area guy uh, playing his thousandth game tonight. Of course, uh, Mark Giordano doing so as well uh, for the Kraken. So, uh, congrats to gra- congrats, congrats uh, to both of them. Unfortunately, Gord, uh, not not congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not congratulations to Jack Ca- Jack Campbell. Uh, it was it was not the night uh, the team wanted. You know, we go back to that game against the Sabers, a rough rough outing at home. You expect a better game, and this was definitely a better game. But once again, you uh, you find yourself kind of behind the eight ball after surrendering the first goal of the game yeah and you had a lead you know later when you're up four three it's you know it's funny Brent it's an entertaining game which is which very different than the Buffalo game that was a very entertaining game but I think if you analytics you can get the minutiae about this that whatever you give up five goals you don't win many games okay even though this was five four but you give up five goals you don't win many games and I'm, I'm, again, I, I really enjoyed the game. I really enjoyed the game. And the Leafs are in no peril of not making the playoffs. This is a big win for Vancouver, who have to figure out, are they, like, I mean, wow, what a, what a rise for them if they do make the playoffs. They're contending for the playoffs. But, again, I I, I'm, I don't know what to make about the goaltending. Because we're, we're so, I think we're over-scrutinizing it so much. But it's a legitimate concern about, you know, what was stoppable, what wasn't. It just, you know... It's just unsatisfactory watching it as a Leaf fan. Yeah, that, that's exactly the perfect word for it. Just unsatisfactory. There weren't the glaring throughout the run, both for Campbell and Morazic. There have been goals that you point to and say, how can that go in? There weren't really those tonight. There were goals you didn't love or it was a tip or whatever. But when I'm, I'm watching that tonight, the question I honestly had, and big picture, of course, you go to goaltending. But, you know, you mentioned the, the amount of goals the Leafs have given up lately. You know, let's go back to last Monday against Montreal. They gave up five. Then they lost to Columbus. They gave Gave up four. Okay, only one against the Wild. Good job there. You give up seven against the Wings, three against the Capitals, five against the Sabres, six against the Canucks tonight. And at a certain point, yeah, okay, your goaltending probably could have, you know, dropped that by one or two goals each of those games. But at a certain point in time, when you're giving up six goals, five goals, seven goals, it's not only about the goaltending. It's about the team there. And, you know, I'm looking at those goals tonight, and, you know, I don't want to single out one guy because, man, he's been so solid. But on one of them, it's just TJ Brody just getting boxed out by Tanner Pearson. He's able to get a stick on it, and Brody's not. And it's just, it's little plays like that that when your goaltending is in a rut, like, of course, this team's is now, you have to find a way to kind of help it out. And the team defense hasn't really been doing that lately. 
Well, and this is where you, you venture down and it was um, Alexander, Alexander Ovechkin said it a few years ago. It's, a, it's not about being rough and being physical in the sandpaper, which I think they've responded appropriately and a big reason to Wayne Simmons, that Winnipeg game and others. But it's about Rasmus Sandin the other night, you know, getting the out physical bump and that one tonight against the guy who's played really well. So I, I, you cannot take any issue with TJ Brody in the big picture. And, and so as we dissect the minutia, I agree with you. And, but you start with, okay, you tell me the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to score four goals in a game and I'll take it. I'll take a yeah. playoff win. I'll take it. You're going to get four goals in every playoff game. You're going to win it, but you give up five. You're not going to win it. And, um, and again, you know, some of them you dissect, some you got to give credit to the Vancouver Canucks who under Bruce Boudreau, who is loving this. He loves nothing more. <laughs> and his Anaheim duck teams really struggled when they came here. So he loves being behind that bench for the one game a year they're in Toronto. Um, so the, I mean, they got a lot of skill and they showed it, but yeah, it's just, it's just like the three games before the Buffalo game, the Maple Leafs found ways to win games. And I want to I want to keep a handle on that. But to your point about whether it's your steadiest defenseman having a tough night, you start you start finding ways to fall short. And, you know, you're entitled to do that over 82 games X number of times. Just don't make it a habit. Well, that's that's the most concerning thing to to me, and I think people who are watching out there is don't make it a habit. You know, I think the big conversation for a lot of people, because you've mentioned the Leafs and well, pretty much everybody else in the Atlantic, one way or another, is home and cooled as a playoff team. It's just a matter of what are you? Are you a wild card team? Do you win your division? And for me, it's not about winning the division, or it's not about having home ice. Yes, if you can do those things, go go do them. But for me, it's about being the best version of yourself kind of heading into the playoffs. You want to be building those habits. You want to be kind of rolling on all cylinders. And we've seen this team do it before this season. So it's just kind of about finding that gear again. You know, we we look at tonight's game and yeah, I'm frustrated. And, you know, you look at this run of games that the team's on, they have to take advantage of it. They have to pick up wins just because you have to build momentum. But there's plenty of good to to pick out of tonight's game. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. We could start with Tavares finally getting on the score sheet in terms of a goal we could start with the push at the end I mean we could start with Thatcher Demko because he was just as big a part of this game as anyone else I don't know what you want to pick up on next Gord well I'll start with something that you've mentioned the last thing and I've mentioned it many times but I'm I'm going to beat it to death how can you not develop a goaltender from within and it's not about having goaltender problems even if Jack Campbell was kicking ass okay how can you not develop any goaltenders from within since Felix Botvin and I'll th- you know while. really yeah and, and and James Reimer who was not really the one it was Justin Pogge and others that were supposed to be developed but I'll give him credit he was a workmanlike kind of guy and that's my problem that's my problem like you know it's about trade deadline what are you going to do this that whatever but the Boston Bruins have Jeremy Swayman killing it after Tuka Rask retires. Andre Vasilevsky, first-round pick of Tampa Bay. Spencer Knight, first-round pick of Florida. Now they did sign Bobrovsky, a free agent, which is kind of the way the Leafs have had to go the last number of years. So anyway, that that that's a big-picture thing, and I'll just park it, but it's a problem. The other thing, though, is I will take going 0-30, which actually, if you go 0-30, you're going to be out of the playoffs. So I will take, say, 13-17, and 17, Brent. I don't know what... Okay. And then kick ass in the playoffs, right? Yes. Like, like that's what I'll take. You know, so you 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 can next game they can get back on track, and we have that game Tuesday against Seattle, and 
we can say, oh my goodness, they're back on track and they win. But if they if they lose in four, five, six, seven, this season's a disaster. So, but we keep trying to we try to interpret because last year we thought the way they played the regular season was good habits heading in the playoffs. So all you can do is try to get back to good habits. And the last two games have been anything but, especially two games, first two games with sellout crowds or close to sellout crowds since December 11th. Yeah, I mean, that that was the thing that really, really upset me, kind of going back to the start of the game. You come off the game you had Wednesday night in your first home game against the Sabres. Well, not your first home game against the Sabres. Your first home game with fans at all. doesn't matter who was here. Gord, it doesn't matter if the alumni team was playing against them. You'd expect them to get up for that game. But then you have Saturday night at home, Wayne Simmons' th- thousandth game. And, hey, the Canucks get up for games like that, too. I'm not trying to say it's a one-way street. But you don't get a shot on goal for the first five minutes of the game. Like, they're just there had to be that push to start and they, they found a gear through, throughout the night. So I don't want to say they couldn't find it, but that's the, that's the frustrating thing that I go back to uh, about the start of, of tonight's game, you know, picking up on, on uh, the, the moments they were leading. Cause again, it wasn't like it was a Vancouver beatdown tonight. It looked like it was kind of going to go the other way when the Leafs scored those three straight and third, you get Nick Robertson's first, then you got a pair from Austin Matthews. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone's up, uh, putting uh, Nick Robertson in and Sharpie in that second line with John Tavares and William Nylander, but I thought it looked pretty good tonight. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, Mike Babcock's line start on time was really apropos. It was like, it was like give a bleep on time was really, and it wasn't Honestly. a long period of time, but given what happened the other night, but Nick Robertson, and I, I mean, I, I'm all, I've always had a soft spot for people that can score goals and people that are undersized. And look what his brother's doing in Dallas, right? Like, you know, and you go, man, because his brother was a surprise, a surprise a bit. Yeah. So can can Nick be that kind of guy? And I I like that it's a different spice. It's a very different spice that, that uh, Sheldon Keefe has at his disposable for the rest of the season to figure it out, but more importantly for the playoffs. So, you know, that that's a positive. John Tavares is a positive. We want to go positives. But losing at home, like, it's funny, uh, our good buddy Elliot Friedman, and I go so far back with Frege back when you were in diapers or whatever, but, but I, I like when he says, and he calls me Gordy still, but he says, you know, certain lines always resonate with him. And I said, if you're going to suck, suck on the road, right? That, because yep. I was with not very good leaf teams back then. And the yep. key was like, put on a good effort at home, regardless you're going to make the playoffs or not. And if you have a clunker, this wasn't a clunker tonight. The other night was a clunker, but have it on the road, you know, like, like, like have a little oomph, Whatever, wherever you are in the standings for people that are, you know, that's why I'm annoyed at the Buffalo team, even though they played well against Toronto. But, man, those are diehard fans that show up in Buffalo, and you've laid some big eggs. But anyway, to get back to Toronto, that's exactly at the last two games. Yeah, you just you, you have to be better. You have to start on time. They got a couple of home games coming up, or I guess the, their home their homes Tuesday to the Kraken. They got the road game Monday uh, against the Jackets. Before that, we'll have them both on, on Sports Def Five Ninety the Fan. But it's just okay. We're coming off a game against Columbus with what within a, the last couple of weeks, February twenty second. So exactly two or just just short of two weeks ago, you have to have a better effort uh, than than you did that night. You know, an overtime loss is an overtime loss, but you. you 
you gotta you gotta get things back on track. And if you get goalied with a fifty shot effort or something like that, I suppose it's okay. But man, uh, you know, I, I guess they're not must wins. But man, it's starting to feel that way because you just you cannot have these things kind of bubble up. And especially heading into the trade deadline, you want to know exactly what you have. You know, Kyle Dubas he he had his availability the other day at Tim Hortons Field where they'll be playing for the outdoor game, and he has basically said we're going to make one move but he wants to know what that move needs to be heading into the the trade deadline it's just there's not a lot of time left before the deadline like it's in a couple weeks time and you know we always say it in baseball if you want to trade go out and prove that you deserve one and I don't know that that's exactly what the Leafs need to do but they need to give the GM and the front office some clarity as to what needs to be improved because on any given night it, it feels like it could be it could be you know you're not starting on time or it could be the defensive issue and I just think you need to have a better handle on that heading into the heading into the deadline. And it's so tough to do when you're riding these kind of peaks and valleys that this team has been lately. I get a kick out of the word availability, you know, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like the old times, but you were available all the time. And now it's like a sermon from the Mount. It and is he's there, like and the he's white there, smoke. Yeah. And he's there to plug the game in Hamilton and, ha- you know, uh, I don't know what these guys do. Everyone says they're so busy. I, I have no idea why they're so busy. I really don't. I really don't. Like you, like ta- you know, dealing with the media, and the coaches do that now, is a huge, huge part of it. And uh, and I don't. I really don't care how you spend time. That's not. It's just when people. Oh my God, this guy's so busy. I no, he's not. He's not. He's you know. So so it's about how you use your time, how you use your assistance, how how you make your decisions. So he basically said he's good with the goaltending. Okay. Yep. So he's good with the goaltending. And I, I don't really think you have much choice. I really don't no. think you have much choice at this point. So, so uh, you know, he's got he's got to go on that route. And I, I, I 100% hope he's right. And meanwhile, I will say that if they win one round of the playoffs, I'm happy for him because I'm not out getting his job. But it's ridiculous the bar is so low. But that's all it takes. That's the thing. That is the it is look we will evaluate things beyond around but win around is the absolute bare minimum bar and you're right it's going to be a little pressure off if 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 they're they're able to do that but i'll be honest you know you you see the run of play you've seen lately and look i know they won against detroit but you give up seven goals to a detroit team that doesn't look like a team that's ready to win win around in the playoffs okay six goals to vancouver i guess that's not the absolute end of the world but you know these are habits forming that you, you don't necessarily love uh uh, somebody who formed a habit of not scoring any goals uh, for the last 15 games, John Tavares. Uh, you know the the goal he gets, it, it was a big one at the time. It ended up tying or it tied things up in the first. Kind of did let the Leafs find a little life, find some legs. But hopefully this allows him to just go on a run. I don't know. Maybe Robertson is on that on the left side of that that tandem with him and Nylander. But the the Leafs need Tavares to be better, and and hopefully him kind of getting that goal allows him to play just a little more free. Yeah. And also to finish my last thought, I think if they win around, they have a chance of winning the cup. I know that sounds crazy. No, but I, think, I don't. <laughs> but I think the I think the exhale and pressure off them is um, it, it, you know it's it's unbelievable. It's hard to gauge. It's it's huge. So and to do that, to your point, um, they have to have two lines. They 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 can throw two lines at you better than anybody else, or as good as anybody else in the NHL. So when John Tavares hasn't scored in whatever number of games, twelve. That's not good. So he gets it tonight. And again, the whole thing is about the top six. And, you know, maybe at some point Mitch Marner will move back to play with Tavares. I'm not advocating. I'm just saying you have to figure out what your best nine are, 12 are, but especially your best six. Because you have to come at another team with a one-two punch. 
and you can't have a shutdown line like Philip Deneau shutting down the big line and nobody else responding. So, um, so that's what Sheldon Keefe has to continue figuring it out. But to go back to my other positive thing on a night that's not a positive, if they win that one bloody round, yeah. I, you know, I really think that confidence-wise, intangible-wise, they got a chance to maybe do what St. Louis did a few years ago. Oh, I completely believe that that's the case because, you know, I go back to, I, I think back to the very beginning of the, well, it wasn't the beginning for Boston. They won one in 2011, but, you know, David Pasternak, if he doesn't play on these teams that go deep in cup rounds early on in his kind of NHL life of doing that, does he become the David Pasternak? We all know, well, not know and love, definitely not coming out of my mouth, but you know what I mean. Like having this experience, and these aren't young players anymore. Austin Matthews, a fully formed entity, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, but a guy like Rasmus Sandin, hey, maybe a guy like Travis Dermott, uh, a guy a guy like Timothy Lilligren. Having those type of players go through any type of, of run, winning a round, winning a couple rounds, I do think it kind of can change what you are a, as a player going forward. So that that's why it's, I mean, look, it's the playoffs. It's important to win a round because that's what we want to see. But that's the thing. It feels like you've been almost missing a level of development with these guys because they haven't been winning. And man, Austin Matthews is incredible. Mitch Marner's incredible can you imagine how much better they'd be if they had the experience of you know 15 16 playoff games yeah. in a season under their belt and that's one of my only trepidation i'm not saying kyle use that as a as an excuse but you know jake muzzin's had an ordinary jake muzzin year and two years ago when he got hurt in the playoffs against columbus thank god he was okay thank god john Tavares was okay last year that was really 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 unsettling for about five minutes but you can't use that already about if we have you know about having Jake Muzzin back. Injuries are part of the game, and I'm already hearing like Jake Muzzin against Columbus, John Tavares against Montreal. Tough to overcome those injuries. Stop, 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 stop. If you're talking about any kind of success, you know, like like using injuries as an excuse is for losers. Okay, and I'm not saying I heard them directly say it, but. It's whatever. You, you miss whatever and others step up. And that's maybe Nick Robertson's that kind of guy. I like seeing those kind of things. But please stop with the preordained excuses. And I'm hearing this with Jake Muzzin a bit, like already in place. Please stop. Well, Gord, you nailed it. Uh, if if John Tavares was a viable excuse, they wouldn't have been able to th- win three games after he got hurt in the series. Like, that's always the right there in front of you. You could have done it. It's, oh, man, it was so close. And then the road's right there in front of you, and then you're laughing it up, and you're losing to the Lightning. And, the, oh, man, God, every time I go back to the playoffs the last year, Oh, one day, Gord, one day, uh, they, we will end uh, at least season on a happy note here. Uh, in, in terms of ending things tonight, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I mentioned him a little earlier on. Talked about the Leafs goaltending. Thatcher Demko was incredible. I mean, how many times did he stop Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Robertson? Pick your, pick your Leafs shooter in tight late in that game. Uh, looked like he was kind of dealing with something too and you know us here in Leafland we see goalies get hurt and we know how that can go so obviously you hope he's okay but man I, I uh, you got to tip the ta- the cap to Demko because he was incredible tonight especially in the last I don't know three minutes when they had the goalie pulled. Yeah no absolutely it's funny talking to Bruce Boudreau this is years ago like his best team might have been 2010 in Washington and he even said to me he goes you know what 
I'm like, I'm not big on Jose Theodore, but what can I do? I'm like, what, did he win the Hart Trophy that year in the Vessel? Like, he said that. Like, he goes, I don't know. I don't, you, and sure enough, in the playoffs, now Yaroslav Halak, Halak played stupid. Unbelievable, yeah. right? But just, you know, like, but but Bruce mentioned it back then. So Bruce's Washington Capital teams, which would have should have won a Stanley Cup, and Bruce is a great friend of mine, but the continuing niggling thing is he has is, is lacked playoff success. That's honest. He'll own it. And that's why right from the word go, when Jim Rutherford said, we have Thatcher Demko. Whoa. We developed a goaltender from within, and we got a guy. And uh, that's absolutely it. That's, and, and, you know, Vancouver is probably one of the few teams in a great position now, Brent, that, you know, start of the year, making the playoffs. Like last year, same thing, making the playoffs, which they didn't do. So because they went in such a deep abyss, what's going on with Bruce and Jim Rutherford and the players is uh, they can fall short and it's fine because they made significant strides, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so they're an interesting team with the trade deadline because, man, Jim Rutherford, he's a trigger puller. Like he's a guy that if they're going for the cup, he'll get you the Trevor Daly or the Ron Hainsey, the last – great quiet pickup that contributed Mm -hmm. on D to winning a cup but you know so you wonder but man he likes and and he wasn't brought there to hire other people and whatever they're going to take over at some point so anyway they're interesting and tonight it almost makes it more curious because when you when you get two points you're you know you're you're keeping yourself in the playoff mix in a tough spot in the pacific division for vancouver where like i said two consecutive games and this one's much less than the other game. We're just saying you don't end the broadcast talk about the Leafs lost again tonight. Now, oh, my God, the Florida Panthers are five points behind them for the Flyers spot or Detroit is or whoever it is. So it's a very different animal. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how much a little breathing room uh, can can make uh, make things feel a little bit different. Although I got to be honest, still a sour taste in my mouth. I don't like Leafs losses. Uh, six four is the final tonight. Uh, Gordo, you and I will be back with our Leafs this week show twelve to one Sunday on the fan. Before we get out of here, anything else you wanted to uh, you wanted to add tonight? No, you know what? It's just it's weird. I'm liking that the fans are back in the building. I think you know, Brent, all of us like lifestyle-wise, they're kind of saying getting out of COVID world and, and I'll give the Leafs some, you know, they, they've had a flu bug and that's gone on and that, but I'm looking forward. We'll do the show tomorrow. We have two games Monday, Tuesday, and hopefully we continue back to normal. I just think normal is good for everybody and normal takes away excuses and we don't need any excuses for the Leafs, okay? Yes, well done. And I, I want to pick up on that. Uh, I thought the crowd was great tonight when the team gave them a chance to be. Uh, they, they were ready to jump. They were ready to make some noise. Uh, as you said, Gord, we're all ready to get back to doing a little bit more, uh, whatever that means for you. And if you're at Scotiabank Arena, it probably means chanting soup, and it probably means yelling, go Leafs, go. Hopefully they give you plenty of chances to do that. That's the next home game Tuesday. We'll have it on the fan. But, oh, no, no, there's plenty of Gord and I before then. We'll be back Sunday, noon to 1 on the fan with the Leafs this week. You can get that right here on the Leafs Nation feed. And then the Leafs are in Columbus for a meeting with the Blue Jackets. We'll have that game for you on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan Monday before the Leafs host the Kraken on Tuesday. Bottom line, lots of Leafs hockey, lots of me and Gord. Gordo, always fun with you. Thanks, bud. Yep, thanks very much. Talk to you more, Brett. There he goes, Gord Stellick. I'm Brent Gunning. Thanks for listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan.